Um, Our brothers and sisters, you are tuned into It Be How It Is, the podcast. This is a podcast with the goal of exploring any and all subjects pertaining to this reality. We're talking space, we're talking business, we're talking friendships, we're talking planet Earth, Mother Nature, everything. Nothing's off the table. This will be hosted by your friendly neighborhood friends, Brooklyn and Geo. We're a young couple out of Arizona, and we're in no way, shape, or form qualified to talk about any of this stuff. So feel free to make us feel bad in the comment section of our YouTube channel. Our goal is to start a discussion amongst ourselves so that we can learn to be more cohesive as a naked ape species on this wet rock spinning through space. As a token of our gratitude, we'd love to give you a bunch of gratitude points. You can spend the day being gracious for whatever you want. And if you run out, come back for more. We got too much of this stuff. Thanks again. Let's begin. All right, welcome everyone to episode six of this Be How It Is the podcast. I'm your host, Gio. This is your co host, Brooklyn. And we're here with our friend, Megan Riley Thompson. Megan Riley Thompson. So, <laughs> Megan is actually our very first guest on the episode. We're very excited about this. And she has a very powerful story to share with us today if she's willing to get into it, which I've heard like snippets of. Yeah. From Brooklyn, but I've never like heard the actual story come from you, so I'm very excited to get into that. Um, we'll also plug your music stuff. Um, yes. If you want us to play some more music, Definitely. we can try and do that. Down for whatever. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exposure is good. So, yes. And then, um, yeah, we, we'll let you all talk about whatever you want, and we'll finish up the episode there. Cool. Sound good? Yes. Cool, cool. cool. Awesome. So I guess uh, it'd be really cool to just kind of get started with you just kind of if you want to start off and by telling the audience um, a little bit about yourself, if you want to start off with your story now, that'd be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, we'll leave it up to you. Totally. Okay, so, I mean, I was born and raised in Arizona, Tempe. Um, definitely had some difficulties in my upbringing with my parents being divorced. I was pretty young, probably first or second grade, I would say. Hmm. But... I mean, every family has their difficulties. But yeah, my dad was struggling with alcohol abuse at when, when I was in uh, the low grade and my mom was struggling with substance abuse. So there was a lot of hectic stuff going on, but I didn't really understand it. When, when you were old again? It was probably around first, second, third-ish grade. First, second, third-ish? Okay. Yeah. So do you, it didn't... You didn't really understand what was wrong, but you just kind of like yeah, I had, had a feeling. I had a sense that just things weren't right. My parents weren't happy, didn't really see that, mm-hmm. um, which is an unfortunate part of my story, but definitely 
makes sense now why they're not together just because it just wouldn't have worked you know some mm-hmm. things don't work but it's okay um so yeah my parents split up and my dad ended up getting full custody of my sisters and I for uh, a long period of time just because of circumstances what was the age I my dad got custody of my sisters and I fourth grade your fourth grade and I transferred to Wagner Elementary School in fourth grade is that where y'all met yes yeah. yes I was so young and scared <laughs> I didn't know what I was I didn't know how to make friends I was just a little little kid didn't know what to say but so I'm actually um if you don't mind me stopping here I'm really curious to know like the story behind when you two met well, if you remember anything, I honestly really. don't think we connected until I think it was elementary mi- school, middle school, middle school, middle school, right? Yeah, because we didn't have any classes together. Yeah. In elementary school, but middle school, in sixth grade, we had classes. We were really together. close all through middle school. We had like a little trio. Yeah. Gig <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. A little crew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little kids. <laughs> but yeah, so. I continued on at that young of an age you don't really know what you're doing you don't you're just kind of like following the crowd mm-hmm. and because nobody knows who they are yeah we're just trying to figure things out um, I always liked to write as a little kid like I like to write stories and as the youngest sibling I didn't always feel like I had a place to speak up so I could express myself through like writing and stories and journaling. So I think that's where my love for writing began was in those younger years, which is pretty cool because I make the connections now as a songwriter and I'm thankful that all those things did happen because I wouldn't have been as good of a writer. Mm. So, but continuing on in high school, you know, you just go with the flow and you're trying to figure things out and I mean I was really into sports freshman sophomore year ran track and field played volleyball did badminton my sophomore year and then I got to a point where I was looking up to my older sisters and I was seeing them explore with uh, drugs and alcohol and that definitely made me curious Mm -hmm. Um, so by the time I was a sophomore, I did start trying out uh, marijuana. I started smoking and dabbling with that and started drinking on occasion. And into my junior year, so sophomore summer going into my junior year. So it was like kind of like the house party culture sort of thing? I started exploring that and I ended up actually really liking um, smoking weed so I started smoking a lot more frequently but it was crazy because the first time I ever smoked weed I had a panic attack and somehow <laughs> I ended up having the courage to try it again and it like, yeah. was, wasn't as bad at, and I kind of ended up liking it so yeah so is this something that you're completely absent from nowadays uh, yes weed? I was really 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 like dependent on my high like getting mm-hmm. my fix i mm-hmm. think i was kind of numbing things that i didn't want to bring to the surface like pain from my 
younger childhood mm-hmm. and I definitely wanted it for a good time but at the same time we're all we're all using these things to like try to fill a void if you know what yeah. I mean mm-hmm. yeah. so um and that led me to start dabbling with other drugs as well uh. yeah <laughs> it just if you don't want me interrupting um I think it, it's really cool to see like i we weren't friends like in high school at all. We kind of were in different crowds and whatnot. Um, but to see, like, I remember, can you bring up like when you, remember when you reached out to me after like two or three years? Remember like the weird thing where uh, the dream you had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah can Let you talk about that? Let me get into that? that in a second. <laughs> okay. Because I think it'll all tie together. Um, I kind of, I was getting in trouble from like smoking marijuana. There, mm-hmm. It was just, and I got to a point where it was an addiction and I wanted to stop, but I couldn't yeah. stop. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't want to admit that at the time. It's really hard to, yeah. for sure. And I mean, my family definitely has addictive tendencies. So, I mean, I realized later on, I didn't want to live that kind of life anymore. So I started like exploring um, my faith after I graduated high school, I came back from Europe and definitely had these glimpses of faith and God all throughout my life. I had it in my upbringing because of my grandma, but um, yeah, I mean, I got to a place where I couldn't stop on my own and God totally intervened into my life and gave. I realized that and God gave me the strength to really stop doing the things that I wanted to get away from but couldn't do within my own will mm-hmm. or power. And so, I mean, continuing in my faith journey, I definitely feel God speaks to us in mysterious ways, dreams, visions, nature. Any God is so diverse. He can speak to us and reveal things to us in so many ways that you wouldn't even imagine because he's so vast and amazing. So, I mean, it was so crazy because I remember I had a dream and I woke up and I hadn't even thought about you in a while because I had graduated high school, was on this new path with my faith and exploring that and I am still doing that now. And I woke up from my dream and I remembered I saw Brooklyn in my dream at my church and I was like, God doesn't do things by coincidence. So I just decided to reach out and it was perfect timing, I guess, because (laughs) we definitely both needed friendship. It was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was a really, really like interesting thing. Like I just remember reading like a message. It was like on Instagram and I hadn't like, again, I hadn't like, like seen you really in like a couple, it was like two years, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, because I remember the message you sent, it was something like, hey, did you say it right away or did you tell me in person? I don't I remember. I think I told you in person. Yeah, you said, hey, like, we should really, so I didn't like, want to freak out. you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were like, hey, we should, like, really, like, catch up. I was like, what? Like, Megan Thompson? Like, what? This is so, like, you know, out of the blue. Because yeah. we weren't even, like, friends in high school either. So, um, and then when I first met up with you, like, to see, like, the change in, like, your presence was, like, insane. Like, you're high energy like 
positivity like it was like nothing I remembered you from like high school because you know you get into that crowd and stuff and you you see it you see like you know you weren't really like fulfilled or anything like that and like to see just you so excited about something and like we connected on so many things like both of our dads like struggle with like alcoholism and like our families and our like just things we both like related so hard on and I remember also at the time like I was I was like starting to question like wanting to get into learning about like you know spiritual like religion things like that Mm -hmm. um and it was something that was like like I always like think of you as like this like angel that was like sent to me or something like that because it's so it's just crazy to me that like just us meeting up and like becoming like friends again it's just so like crazy to me and it's just really like cool to see like now you with your music and everything like that yeah I mean it it's been a crazy journey because I started writing lyrics my senior year and it was something I was not open about at all I didn't Mm -hmm. really tell anybody it was just something I did to release my thoughts and emotions because I just kind of was a lone wolf I bounced from crowd to crowd and I didn't know what I was doing I was just Kind of I didn't soaking feel like stuff in. Everybody, for me, I felt like I was keeping everybody at arm's length. Hmm. I didn't want to open up in a deep way at all. Did you have anyone in high school that you would deem as like your best friend? Like, yeah, I definitely did have some really close friends, and I'm thankful for them. And one of my closest friends still now and is not like we're both on a walk with God. Um, her name is Rachel Seacat, and. I definitely still have really amazing memories with friends that I got to go to Europe with mm-hmm. and they were a part of my story and I'm so thankful for them and I still think about them and I still like to catch up with them if I can so yeah but then Rachel was a year older than me so I my senior year was definitely like, by yourself kind yeah. of yeah I did have some close best friends that I spent a lot of time with but you know Things change, perspectives change as we get older. Mm-hmm. You grow out of friendships, and yeah, I'm thankful for all of the friendships that I had. So I'm really curious. Uh, you said that you you've like found God at some point. So was it like this like aha moment sort of thing for you? Because I remember when I was I think 19, I had just like I was exploring with psychedelics at the beginning of that year. And then I was atheist, like hardcore atheist from the time I was 17 until that point. Like I was born Jehovah's Witness, which is like Christian. Wow. Um, And then I just kind of like started researching into the history of the church. And I was like, this place is like super corrupt. I got to get out of it. And then I just abandoned religion completely out of that trip. And then it opened me up to the possibility of there being like God, me like not being able to like know for sure that there's like not this omnipotent being or whatever. Um, and then, so yeah, that like opened my mind up to the potentiality of it, but I didn't like attach to it at that point quite yet. And then I remember driving back from like a work trip one, once I actually was living in Tucson, came out to Mesa, was driving back from Mesa. And then I just like was thinking, I was listening to some, I forgot what song it was. I know it was a country song. (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) Um, I just like had like this weird just like euphoric flash like it just hit me like a wave of emotions I started bawling my eyes out and it was like this message 
and it was like yeah like i'm real like i was thinking about like god does god exist and it was just like it didn't come from me like if yeah. at least it didn't feel like it didn't come from me cool. and it was just like this thing telling me like like i am the universe or i am god i'm something right but like i exist and i was like okay cool like i'm not doubting this anymore like there's yeah. something like there's something rather than nothing for sure um, so I'm just kind of curious to know if like you had something kind of like that or not at all. I, yeah, yeah, I actually did. And it's interesting. I did say earlier I have a background of Christianity. Mm. My parents actually did meet in church and they, but their relationships fell apart because they stopped walking with God. And I think that, I mean, everything happens for a reason, but my grandma was really and still is a devout Christian and she was sowing the word into our lives um, just always being there and being our rock in our family and somebody that I could look up to mm -hmm. but you know we come to a point where we have to make our own decision mm -hmm. about what we believe and I had to explore and experience my own life to really come to that but when you said you had a euphoric flash, I had, I have a song called Euphoric Moments, and um, it says, I look back and the joy I felt was sent straight from heaven when I didn't know the truth was where I was headed. So I, that's something that is so true in, to me because I had these glimpses of hope and joy and purity throughout my life, and it wasn't always... Mm -hmm there but I had these glimpses and I didn't know it and then I came to this point where I did believe in God as a senior in high school but I wasn't acting upon it I just felt like there has to be more to this life because of like the divinity and creation and mm -hmm. just how our bodies function and just the way the world is works and the universe is aligned and um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But um, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah, I went to Europe and I went into the Notre Dame Cathedral. And in the Notre Dame Cathedral, oh, cool. there's these monumental stained glass windows that surround mm. the entire cathedral. And I walked in and I just felt like color from the stained glass window and the light like surround me. And it was like the feeling of purity and joy and peace that I had glimpses of. And then I got home and I was kind of falling back into my old patterns. And fast forward, I had that same feeling when I walked into my church that I go to. It's called Hope Church. And I realized like I could put those feelings together and that's where God wanted me to be because I in between those two periods of my life I got into a car incident that was a complete miracle that also is in one of my songs called never let a day go by I spun out on the freeway and I believe the hand of God pulled me off the road safely because I saw the car swerve around me as I spun around on the freeway at 4 p.m. So it was just, and then I just knew, do we need to? No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> I just knew in that moment 
wow, like I could have just died and God saved my life. I don't know what to do, but I need to do something. So in that moment, I was kind of stunned. But after, like once I ended up being able to drive home uh, without a scratch on the car, not a, an injury on me, that that was a miracle. And God was like there for me to protect me. And I prayed. And two weeks later, I got invited to Hope Church. And so it's just crazy how everything ties together. And I, I don't even know. <laughs> it's just really crazy. Yeah, it was just like multiple happenstances yeah. kind of accumulated and just kind of created this yes. thing for you, this, this path. Yes, but even I think I, I went off on a tangent with my lyrics as a senior. Um, once I decided I was going to walk with God, I started, because I started learning a lot about who God was at church mm -hmm. and like the way he calls us to live. Um, I decided I wanted to surrender my life and really walk with God and just trust the plans that he has for my life are better than anything I could <laughs> drum up myself. And that's when there was a complete shift in my lyrics. And if I were to look at my lyrics as a senior, there was so much insecurity and fear. And from now even to right when that I made that decision, the positivity and the joy and the hope that shifted from before I didn't have that hope, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. <laughs> um, I yeah, I have. I just have. I guess a lot of questions. But uh, I know you said like your. I guess like your drug of choice was weed. Um, and I I have people in my. Well, they're not really in my social circle anymore. But back home, that you know they definitely were in that same kind of like path where they were dependent on it. Where it's like they weren't smoking it to get high. It's like they smoked it just to get back to baseline. So it's like they could function normally. Yeah. So. Um, if there's anything that you would want to maybe add to maybe there's people that might listen to this and like want to quit that like maybe things uh, yeah. tips and tricks to, like get over that um, withdrawal yes. and, and all that good stuff and maybe your experience getting over that withdrawal definitely a community of people is so important because there's that saying that the five people you surround yourself are the is it's who you are yeah. so I remember I made that decision. I wanted to change my lifestyle and follow God. And I was still struggling with how to balance my the friendships that I had, all those friendships that really were still on that same path of smoking weed a mm -hmm. lot. And for me, I just, I realized I had to place myself if I wanted to connect with them in situations like getting coffee instead of hanging out in a car or at a house where it's easily accessible to smoke. Mm -hmm. um, that was definitely something that was okay. important because community and people who are living the same as you, they'll point you to God or whatever you want or believe. But yeah. for me, the people I was surrounding myself with were pointing me back to God and, you know, keeping me in check and at the same time it was also kind of a miracle because I decided I 
wanted to walk with God and chains kind of broke. I felt I didn't feel a desire to anymore. Mm -hmm. So I ended up actually a month after I made a decision to walk with God, I got baptized and what being baptized is is like cutting away the old life that you lived, your old self. And that was really the solidification of me saying I don't want to live that way anymore mm -hmm. because I really I explored a lot of other drugs too but the one thing that had me like hooked was weed but on other drugs I experienced a lot of spiritual things and I felt as though I have I was able to discern like good and evil and I saw that and it was amplified on acid or shrooms even molly or cocaine all of those things it was it was definitely scary at times because i i feel like i was born with this discernment and spiritual sense of things and i didn't understand it but now i just realize that everything in this world is spiritual <laughs> and now i as I walk with God, I realize, for me, those things would pull me away from my relationship with God. Being able to mm. see the beauty that He created without being on drugs, and I understand—I'm like, the one person, like, who <laughs> for sure can understand. Like, you have to discover it yourself. You know, <laughs> like, there's no judgment. For anybody who is doing those things because I was there but for me it just I got to this point where it was just so unfulfilling and I was seeking to fill this void mm -hmm. that only God could fill for me right that's cool that's awesome um, I guess a couple things I want to unpack what you just said there so as far as like the advice back to people that maybe want to stop smoking or just like maybe they want to quit bad habits in general um, Have you read the power of habit by Charles Duhigg? No, no, okay So he kind of simplifies things like that and he talks about like this what's called the habit cycle It's like he says you need to remove the trigger because the trigger will spark action action creates result result Reinforces the trigger. So it's like people kind of get on the oh, spiral. Wow, yeah. yeah, so it's to me. It sounds like you removed your trigger, which would be negative influences people that smoke, mm -hmm. and you replace it with people that are on the spiritual path that you want to be on, mm -hmm. and your trigger reinforced what you want to do, and it'll kind of create like this positive momentum for you, yeah. um, which is really cool. Um, and then secondly, it's interesting that you say, well, like it's true, you know, for, for you, let me make sure we're good on time. Yeah. Yeah, we're good on time. <laughs> I just wanted to see what yeah. we looked like. <laughs> oh, no, but it's actually good that we check because I don't want to yeah. go on and it's like 10 minutes later and I'm like, like oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, for you, um, you mentioned like you would do these substances and it's like it was pulling you away from your truth. Um, I noticed, for me at least, obviously we're all different, yeah. we're all different, have different backgrounds and experiences. I would do the psychedelics and that would push me towards the truth because like if I... I feel like maybe it was two, three, four weeks since I've tripped. I would say within like two months, I completely was just like, 
out of spirituality. I didn't even care about it anymore. It's just gone. Yeah. But then I tripped again. It's like, oh, it's the forefront of my mind. I can't ignore it. I have to think about this stuff. And then I was reading more. I started reading um, The Righteous Mind. I started getting to Jordan Peterson, who's, you know, a Christian and, you know, um, stuff like that. And I still listen to them. Like, I take a lot of their philosophies and adopt them into my personal life. Um, But it's just, yeah, it's really interesting to kind of see... I guess the duality in that, how like one thing could be good for one person, but it's horrible for other people. And it's like, you can't, it's one thing that I'm really careful with whenever I talk to people about psychedelics is I don't want to tell people it's like, this is the answer to all your life's problems. Mm Because I don't know that it could even like trigger schizophrenia in you. I have no idea. So I like, I'm very wary about like recommending it to people. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's something that's like people need to understand. It's like, you are playing with fire a lot of time with a lot of these things and you just need to understand. Um, the negative repercussions that kind of come from substances and stuff like that too. Totally true. And now I wouldn't change my story because I can connect with people Mm -hmm. that way and I wouldn't change that. And it it definitely did show me a spiritual realm that I probably would have never understood now as a Christian. Um, just believing that there is good and evil in this world. Um, it might sound scary, but I mean, it just revealed a lot for me. And I saw good, good, good in nature. And in like, when I was doing those things, I was with like my sister or people from my past. And it, it's just so hard to explain. It stopped, it stopped, it stopped. <laughs> All right. We're back on. We're back on. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, so I want to get into your music now. Um, obviously, that's a big part of your life. It's I saw you live for the first time. I honestly, to, I didn't know what kind of music you were making. I looked at like the album art, and I was I figured it was like indie rock or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we showed up, and then I heard like, R&B-esque beats and like hip-hop beats and I was like oh okay this is awesome this sounds yeah. really good and you started performing and like your energy was it was amazing I, I love the performance Thank it was really good so much. of course it was one of the best experiences <laughs> of my life it was I'm so, so cool. happy I got to do it I think um we'll link your Instagram and stuff is there anywhere yeah. to like watch the performance or um, clips of it at least on my Instagram page I have a couple of videos okay yeah, yeah. so we'll link that for people okay, to go check cool. it out um so when, what was like your first step to finally dive into your passion and like be like, all right, cool, I'm gonna start making music, like it's go time. Yeah, I think with what I was saying earlier, I noticed this change in my perspective and it was a lot more powerful. And I realized, well, I'm actually kind of good at this. Um, it was just something where God told me to go it wasn't like an audible do it but all the resources started falling into my lap as I realized I wanted to do it and started pursuing it then the resources as like producers the which I think I know um one of the guys he's friends with Wes Jensen what's his name oh uh Brendan Garcia. Yeah. Yeah, he just mixed and mastered my song. Okay, cool. So I saw him, really I saw really him at the job, concert. So. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Like, I saw him in the restroom. And I was like, dude, she's so good. He's like, yeah, I helped like, make her music. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Threw me he off. He <laughs> mixed and mastered all of my EP Triune, too. 
Okay. So he didn't produce the beats, but he mixed and mastered, and he made it sound beautiful. <laughs> so I'm so thankful. It, like, I don't even know how I discovered that he was mixing and mastering, but um, it just happened, and it worked. And I act he's really on top of it, and he does a really good job. So. Oh, can you explain? You're kind of, you were with another like group right and you kind of decided oh, to yes, yes if we can talk about that yeah yeah, yeah. totally it was that's interesting because i started making music and i released my ep the color after rain was it like laptop beats and stuff when you first started or yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i I just made these random connections with people who produce music. Oh, so you, I, did, you didn't make your own beats? No, you kind of no. started like recording. Yeah. Okay. But I started writing to like, beats that I that really spoke to me, that mm -hmm. I really vibed vibed with, and I couldn't just do it with any random beat. Like I really had to like have a vision. Once I heard it, yeah. So did it. I answer the question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh. totally. Uh, in a, in a way, so it, it wasn't like so. Basically, I was wanting to know if there was like a definitive day that you just like decided oh, to take yeah. action. Um, but from what it sounds like, it was also kind of like this accumulation of like just resources that were falling into your lap. You're like, it'd be dumb of me yes. not to take advantage of this and to like put this message out that I'm so yes. passionate about. Oh yes, yeah. exactly. And it definitely is something that fulfills me and I feel like I have a purpose in mm -hmm. that no one else could do what I can do people everybody can make music but no one can has the mind that I have to make what I'm gonna make you know yeah like when you make it <laughs> you it's, it's unique to you yeah yeah and I right. feel like God definitely because I honor him in my music he provides he continued to provide and um i think that as i continue to make music because i once i started i had no idea what i was doing and i've grown so much in my vocals and in my lyricism um it was just so it's such a blessing because it's what makes me happy and I get that privilege to do that and share that with people. That's like the most exciting part is sharing it with people. So yeah, did I? <laughs> yeah, no, you did. <laughs> so, I know. I asked you a question, and then I know Brooklyn asked you a question, so it kind of like threw you off, and you try to like stick to yeah. the first question. Um, uh, real quick, I'm gonna unpack that too. I know I've heard from other like producers that I've talked to, um, like working in in the gym at EOS. I just meet people all the time, and a lot of them are like producers and stuff. Um, also like podcasts that I'll listen to but one thing that a lot of them talk about is that they say like they, when they get into like this flow zone like flow state they feel like something is working through them and it's like it's not really them that it's like producing this music it's like kind of like producing it on its own and they're like I don't know where this is coming from like I had yeah. no idea I was this creative but it's just like it's a, it's a weird experience that I'm pretty sure it's unique to a lot of those like creative like artists yeah yeah it's really cool and I will go back to the I just remembered I forgot about the no, yeah. other group part but it's actually so interesting because seeing everything come together with lyrics and melodies it really is like a journey and it's a lot of trial and error for sure especially mm -hmm. with writing lyrics but it, it's so true of like just the word like 
when you feel satisfied with what you've finished and it's like the masterpiece like the f you just the joy of like seeing something come to fruition and going through with something that is just an, a different level of like excitement and euphoria mm -hmm. like just actually following through with things because it's so easy to just not follow through with a lot of things in this life and I'm just so thankful that I can stick to that at least and like see it come together mm -hmm. but with what you were saying about the other group I was um, I made the color after rain and I was reconnecting with people from my high school so this was how many years after graduation I released the color after rain we graduated 2017 I released the color after rain 2018 June and then like I don't even know the, the time frames but um I started ma I started making the presence the purpose and I decided I wanted to like release that song and then I started working on music with a, a group called Star 67 and they made music in high school and they like brought me into it and we ended up making an album together and I definitely felt like I had a purpose in that group for the time that I spent there um, it was just I don't do you have like something to add I don't know what to ex how to explain like it, what was your like shift in like not like you kind of when you told me like the story of like getting out like you weren't like negative towards them you're yeah. kind of just like nah this isn't right like I want to do it on my own like yeah. I don't want to like not that you didn't want to you didn't like them or anything yeah. but what kind of made you change your mind and not want to like be like with them anymore yeah I knew all along I wanted to do my own music still on my by myself mm -hmm. no matter what mm -hmm. I was gonna create on my own mm -hmm. as Riley and I just knew that I had a purpose there I didn't know what it was but I I felt like I had to be there and like I wanted to mm -hmm. experience working with other artists which is really challenging because everybody thinks their ideas are the best mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like it's humbling and it really shows the importance of other people and the creativ creativity that they can bring to the table. So mm. I'm thankful for that time and I would totally make music with them again, but I'll always make music as Riley. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Why'd you pick the name Riley? Riley is my middle, middle name. name. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I wanted to do something different from Megan. Because Megan Thompson is kind of basic. <laughs> I mean, it's a common name. Right. So I was like, Riley, my middle name is spelled R-Y-L-E-E. -E, and I was like, that's unique. That's cool. I like my middle name. Might yeah. as well use that. I mean, it's still me. It's not like I'm making up a new name. Yeah. So it was like perfect. Like a Takashi Six Line or something. Yeah, I was like, it's my middle name. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, what what kind of music do you listen to now that you draw influence from? I listen to a lot of indie pop, a lot of alternative, lo-fi, um, mm. alternative R&B, R&B, 
<laughs> a lot of alternative. I like. I really want to start exploring like being in in a band or like making more instrumental music mm. that is m more drawn from alternative pop. Um, I guess I think a big inspiration for my new instrumental that was made for me. Like I really like Still Woozy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but mm -hmm. his instrumentals are very like electronic pop, but it's hard to explain, but he's really cool. And I get that vibe in my newest instrumental. Mm. And, but I mean, as a Christian, I just, I feel like I have a big responsibility about what I'm gonna say. And I yeah. wanna be really careful and I want to only portray a message that points to God and positivity and, mm -hmm. you know, because music has a strong influence and people don't even realize that. Um, oh, yeah, totally. The lyrics that people are listening to on a loop is getting embedded into your mind. I mm -hmm. know songs from um, fourth grade fifth sixth grade still the lyrics i'm like how do i know these lyrics still <laughs> it's just so weird and i'm like okay like that just shows how powerful, powerful yeah. words can be and can like be ingrained into your mind so that's just the responsibility i feel i have is to speak truth and express light yeah <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I love that um, that concept because it's it's so true like I can't even really listen to what's on the front page of like SoundCloud or it's not sorry not SoundCloud but Spotify just because like I'll listen to the music and I might like the beat but like the rapper starts talking yeah I hate the message I'm like I just don't connect with this like this doesn't resonate with me I can't finish it so that's why in the last like three years I've 100% just gravitated towards electronic music because there's no lyrics there to yeah. attach to, so it's just like all you Noise. feel is the emotion, and just, you just hear the complexity of like the artist's like brain. Yeah. Like that's all you hear. That's so all you. True. Yeah. So you don't have that like input of like horrible messages, and I'm just re I'm really careful with like what I put into my brain yeah. too, because I think it's really important. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good to see that there's people out there pushing like positive message, talking about stuff that isn't. I guess you can say like it's low vibration. It's kind of countercultural, yes. Yeah. And low vibrations is so true. Uh, everything has a vibration and a frequency, and it can either be positive, and that's why when you listen to some music, it makes you feel super good, and or it can be a low frequency that makes you feel anxious and uneasy, and even can put you in a mood that you didn't want to be in or that you weren't in before you started listening to these mm -hmm. low vibrations yeah i start my day listening to your music because it hypes me up and i'm like <laughs> yes like, yeah. like the song notice it's just like puts you in a really good pers like perspective on life like starting the day like okay like it's kind of like being aware of your yeah. surroundings and stuff like that and it's like it's just good like, i'm so happy <laughs> just and now I think about the lyrics, it's like, do you notice all the colors, Yeah. the unique design that's in the flowers? That's something that I'm really drawn to and what kind of revealed God to me was nature and mm -hmm. just realizing there's so many little things to 
appreciate in this life. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> There's flies everywhere. I don't know why. It's okay. I don't know where they're coming from. It's just that one. Just one? You just <laughs> snuck in somehow? But yeah. Just being aware and grateful for yeah. those little things that, that like, gets me through life. Yeah. Nature and, like, the beauty and even just the little things, like, the beauty in the leaf when the light shines through. Like, mm-hmm. those things or the reflection of, like, colors that creates a rainbow or you know yeah the little things yeah like the ripples of water Mm -hmm. like the pool or in the ocean stuff like that is just (laughs) there's so many things to like notice and appreciate Mm -hmm. if you just pay attention and look yeah yeah that's a good song to listen to when you start the day (laughs) yeah or when i look yeah yeah like when I look at this beauty, mm-hmm. truth is revealed to me. Mm-hmm. I say, um, oh, I forget what I said in the song. <laughs> what is it? Okay. I'll think about it later. Or the motive, like money's can't yeah. buy happiness and stuff. Yeah. All those songs definitely put me into a good, good mood for sure. Yeah, definitely look up my music. <laughs> we'll put a link below. <laughs> and Apple Music. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I listen to, I mean, I actually listen to my own music a lot, and I'm like, whoa. I realize there's, like, an influence that I couldn't have done it on my own, where I know God, like, was intervening because I was, like, relying on Him through the process. Mm -hmm. And I really think that, like, I truly believe God is, like, the source of life and goodness like everything that is good comes from God so like the fact that I can put people in a better mood because of my music and because I got to create with God is like mind-blowing and it brings me so much joy and fulfillment like that's all I want (laughs) you know is to like make people's lives better Mm -hmm. you know and like reflect the light that God has like put in my life very awesome. Such a little sunflower you are. <laughs> Look at her. She, she's glowing. <laughs> I was in the sun for three hours today. So yes, I've been tanning. But it's probably the glow of God in my life. <laughs> I can't believe we have the same drinks. She rolls up with, in here with the same exact drink. And I don't even drink these off. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I don't even drink these off. Yeah. What the? Yeah, today's the first I've ever seen you drink this specific drink. What <laughs> in the world? That's weird. Yeah. The little things, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any synchronicities? Other is what yeah. Like people call them. Serendipity. Serendipity. Yeah. I like that. That's not as serendipitous. But serendipity is more. I like the um, mm. word choices you use for like your lyrics. Like serendipitous was one of them, and yeah. then like different words are, just, are like. I like the words. I don't know. Have you listened to your music? Not. No, like, um, you know, no I listened to like two songs, but to be honest, I don't remember the names. Oh I'm sorry. no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Definitely um, indulge yourself. <laughs> but your You'll word choice it. is like interesting. Like we'll go on bike rides, and um, the other day Brooklyn met up with me 
we were gonna go get like hamburgers, and then she like rolls up blasting your oh, music on this Bluetooth speaker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, she just sent me a Snapchat. Was that this morning? This morning. I was like, Mark, Mark, <laughs> it's about to beat out of my chest. Of I happiness. just, I can't. No, you definitely to, have a big fan in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. I don't know, man. It's just a privilege. It's such a privilege to make music. I don't know. Because you actually get the opportunity to share things that people wouldn't get the chance to hear. Like, some, I'll never meet some of the people that listen to my music, but, like, mm-hmm. they get to hear my story. Yeah, um, Never Let a Day Go By. Like, I remember listening to it after we met up for, like, the first time, and you told me the whole story, like, in complete detail. And so, like, listening to that song, I freaking, like, bawled because I, like, I could connect with it, and I, I know exactly, like, what you went through and, like, your whole, like, story. So I was, like, dang, like, it was just very powerful, and, like, you can hear the passion and like the just the all like your energy going into like each song and like every lyric so it's just pretty like inspiring it's so thank you so much (laughs) like i you don't know how much i really do appreciate like that it it just encourages me and points me to continue Mm -hmm. like it's more validation Mm -hmm. not in like a conceited way but like a a motivated way right Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, I do like word studies when I write my songs and I definitely look up words and make sure it's like makes a lot of sense and has depth Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. it. And I'll look up like words that rhyme. I'll look up Mm -hmm. and I get to learn a lot like in the process of creating. It's really interesting and like. I keep saying it's a privilege, but it, it is. I just, yeah. I, there's no other word. Like, it's just so humbling and exciting. It's ex- it's an exciting journey mm-hmm. to create music. How, uh, how many listeners are you at now on Spotify? Or what's I, your main music platform? I, I use Spotify. But I release my music on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. Um, this time i only release my music on spotify and apple music i'm gonna release plans on soundcloud but there's just some things i want to be mindful of with the distribution um websites that i use because i realized like when i used DistroKid for distributing my music i pressed on all these different music platforms but I don't get to see those profiles and pages. Mm. So, so you have no analytics. Yeah. So like on Spotify and Apple Music, I can monitor my page and like pretty much control it. But with the other like Pandora or Amazon Music, I don't know if there's they're putting other artists on my page. So I decided mm-hmm. to just stick with Spotify and Apple Music right now until I can get more advice and help mm-hmm. in that area because I'm kind of like a one-woman show like for my show in particular my um, a really close friend of mine her name's Kelly she does music management that's what she wants to do mm. so she we connected and she's from my church and she helped pretty much organize my entire show 
and helped me with everything and I'm so thankful for her but like when it comes to the distribution and like keeping my music like <laughs> on my own I guess I don't know how to explain that I guess yeah just like making sure it's mine and so no one else can take it yeah copyright stuff that's like my job yeah. right now <laughs> that's what I was telling Brooklyn it probably wouldn't make sense to like play your music on our podcast because of like copyright claims and stuff oh well I consent though <laughs> <laughs> I consent yeah like I mean, if it, you were playing it on like I don't mind it at, at all yeah we can I mean if you is there anywhere where we can download a track and just like stick it on the end of the episode and people can just like listen through yeah, it yeah I can send you guys something cause it takes whatever song you want it takes okay. about 48 hours for us to upload anyways yeah um, so yeah if you can send it to us yeah for today. sure like your, your favorite song the one that you feel like it has the best message for people to hear. Well, Other they're one, all yeah. special. <laughs> right. Have, like, powerful messages. It's hard for me to be like, this is the This best. is the one. Because okay. they're all a part of different journeys that I... Or, right. It's all a part of the journey. Well, then maybe the I'll one that one. Brooklyn I'll resonates with oh, you could, Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe plans the newer one but choose whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> whatever. y'all can get in over text with yeah. that later. sweet sweet that'd be awesome um i your live performance it was really funny like the i think the mic didn't turn yeah. on right at the beginning oh my gosh. i thought you handled it so well you're like <laughs> just keeping the people entertained you're like stalling for a time how did that how did that feel was that that was your first like first ever live performance or actually no because um my first headlining show, I had performed with Star Six Seven. Okay. But I, we hadn't even made our album yet together. So I performed some of my songs off The Color After Rain and a song I made with, Co- his name's Cody Corey. Uh, I forget what he calls his name on uh, Spotify and all those other things. Was he one of the people that was at your show? He, no. No? No, no, no. But he, I performed with Star Six Seven and he created that group. Okay. Before I, I mean, before we make made music together, so I had that, but it, but my show for like celebrating Triune, my EP, that was my first headlining show, yeah. first show ever, um, performing all of my songs, you know. So how long did you? How many songs would you perform before like you did your headlining show? Um. I performed two of my own songs and I was with Star Six Seven and we just put together a set of all of our own independent music because we hadn't made music yet oh, okay, together. Gotcha. So she's so like stitched together a show yeah, between everybody. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So that was a cool experience. Can you explain your preparation going before the show? Remember you told me you to work on like your breath work? Oh yeah. That was really cool. Like can you say really quick? The yeah, breath? yeah, definitely. I, I mean, health and exercise is like something that's really important to me. I practice yoga every single day. I've always liked to be active, but I started running a few months before, a month before every day to gain strength in my lungs for my aerobic endurance. Mm. Because I remember like two months before I knew I was, I had my show secured. I performed, tried to perform my songs, like practice them, not perform them, but practice my set. And I was like 
out of breath couldn't hold the notes. I was like, oh crap, this is harder than it looks. Like, it's it's really people underestimate performers and like their abilities because it takes a lot. It takes a lot to prepare and you know have that sh the strength and stamina to yeah. entertain a whole crowd for an hour. But I mean, I think I only performed for like 30 minutes because I only had, I only have now nine of my own songs out. But I performed all eight of my songs and, but yeah, it was hard. It was really hard, but yeah. it was so fun. So yeah, it definitely takes a lot of like um, exercise and practice, continuous practice. I was running for almost a mile a day. And now I, during summer, I like to run. I mean, not run, swim laps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I just said that. But um, I also got get the opportunity right now, not because it's COVID, so every organization of assembly is shut down, but I perform on my worship team at my church, so oh, I'm yeah. singing on stage mm -hmm. almost every Sunday. So I... But I was never singing eight songs in a row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, at the most, we all sing four songs. But, and I would not be leading mm -hmm. all of them, maybe one. Yeah. So, but I definitely um, am so thankful for being able to be a part of that worship team because so much development and strength in my voice has grown from that. And yeah, it definitely prepared me for something I didn't even know would happen I guess I like wanted it to happen but it just I was like God was preparing me for things that I didn't know were coming if that makes sense <laughs> yes cool, cool. I have to think about it I have to let it marinate but yes <laughs> yeah cool I thought it was really just like when you told me like you're preparation before your show like how like the dedication to like for that one night of like putting it like all out there like just doing your best like you put in so much like energy with like all right I gotta have like my you know breath work all get, like all the, yeah. those things like combination of all those things to like put on like a good show for everyone and I thought that was just super cool that you like were so dedicated like yeah. that's like a lot of energy and time it was so crazy I remember like so much was going into that show. So much energy, so much thought, some anxiety. I bet. <laughs> um, just com some confusion with like opening, op finding openers, but it all came together. And I remember when it was over, I was like, that just was like, went by so fast, I'm in shock. Yeah. Like, it's over. It's over. I don't want it to be over. I was like, perform my whole set again. <laughs> no, but it just, it's gone. It was just gone. I was like, it's over? Like, what? And that all like that preparation for, for that short amount of time, but it definitely mm. did make an impact. Like, it, there was a full house at the Rebel Lounge. Yeah. So. I got to talk to that, the DJ. What is his name again? His name is Noah. Okay, yeah. I follow uh, him on he, his SoundCloud. He, uh, his artist name is Sweven. So yeah. S-W-E-V-N. Wait, E-V-E-N. <laughs> I, have, I have a Spotify link. I'll, 
Okay, or cool. SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud link. But I don't think he makes music just yet. I think he's just mixing yeah. and like creating. Yeah, he like, he hasn't he hasn't made any of his own, like own stuff. Um, DJ song source sets. I don't know how to that would be explained. <laughs> just songs. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they just make songs. But yeah, I think what he's doing on his SoundCloud is he's just stitching together sets so it's like an accumulation mm-hmm. of his favorite songs but he's really good like that's that's hard right there too is djing at a high level but from what he told me i i think he's wanting to produce like bass house music which is like dubstep and house it's yeah best of both worlds sort of thing but yeah i'm pretty pumped to he did an awesome job dude i was in the back room i was like i want to be out in the crowd dancing with yeah. everybody but i was like I want to be professional. <laughs> I just stay in the green room, and I was literally like dancing by myself in the green room. I had my friend coming in and out, but <laughs> I was just like, "Dude, I want to be out there. It seems so fun." Do you get performance anxiety? I definitely was anxious. I was, I was doing a lot of deep breathing and prayer, because, I mean, like I said earlier, I think that everything is spiritual and I like I'm expressing a message that like I believe like an enemy like doesn't want to people to hear I guess so I feel like there was a spiritual battle throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. and that I had to like keep pressing into God for because you know anxiety mm-hmm. is so easy to su- succumb to so it's just like really getting out of my head and like having a conviction and a mission. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's like, it's like she'll yeah. try and say like she'll put out yeah. something and you, you just like grab, grab what she's saying and you just convey it, it and finish it. And yeah. She's like, yes. <laughs> That's the thing is like I get to take my time with writing lyrics. I get to really think about what I want to say. And it's harder for me to express myself in the moment and like explain what I'm, what's going on in my crazy <laughs> brain. Like, um, it's just, so I like being able to go back and forth because I, you learn from people like about yourself, if that makes sense. I've definitely heard of that. Yeah. Other places. It's not the first time I've heard of that concept. That's really, that's really interesting. Yeah. I know I had something to go off of that thought, but it just completely blanked out. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Oh. I did that a lot. Um, it's happened like five times. <laughs> I have this thing where I think faster than what I'm capable of And then it's like, bleh. It's just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> And it's like, you sound just like 20 IQ points less than like you're actually capable of. Yeah, I was of. like, um so i know like in my last this most the one i've recorded today i just was rambling basically and i didn't allow myself to like pause and breathe and like Mm -hmm. think about what i was saying so you can really hear the incoherence in the in the video but on like the prior episodes i was just like really conscious and mindful of like making sure that i said the precise words at the precise time and it's like you sound more articulate it's like a lot better Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's hard to do that because like who thinks about what they're saying like or how they're saying things and most people are thinking about what they're trying to say it's it's hard it's interesting because our thoughts aren't words our thought but we can explain our thoughts with words 
Yeah, it's like you're transcribing pictures That's into, weird. Like, yeah. Of, we a talked noise. about that kind of last uh, on an episode on like thoughts. Like, what are thoughts? Like these little things. Yeah, just like invisible things that you like yeah. somehow latch onto and, and just then you comes portray, out your mouth. Yeah. And then try to then other people can hear them, and then you both talk about this thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do you what? think if we ever? get to a point where like technology is so good that we can like communicate without words that we'll be able to communicate pictures with each other or we're going to communicate words still what do you think do you uh, think we'll ever get to that point <laughs> i have no idea the future kind of it's overwhelming i try to just focus on today <laughs> because there's so much happening yeah that's uh, true. i have a lot of like opinions <laughs> about like how fast the world is moving with technology and stuff with 5G and it's kind of countercultural uh, not not a lot of people really believe what i think some people do but it's hard to explain i guess yeah like, we have a friend Brooke that's probably scary. on the same page with you yeah on the 5G stuff i think there it's kind of ties into what we were talking about with frequencies. I mean, the radio waves produce a really, really, really high frequency that's honestly not healthy for our bodies. So our body responds. Everything has a vibration. Like this table has mm -hmm. atoms that are vibrating, but that frequency and the vibration is really high and it's kind of unhealthy. Um, we can align ourselves with the earth's frequency and when we do it it makes us feel at peace and it makes what's it called earthing earthing resonance. like walking around like yeah, barefoot grounding. Mm. grounding yeah yeah i do that and i just think it's really important to like recenter yourself with god's creation with nature mm -hmm. and like i think that sorry just no 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 to it's close okay. the thought um it, i think that it can be unhealthy with the radio waves and the high frequencies. So yeah, that's just my perspective. No, it's, yeah. yeah, it's such a new thing. Like humans have never been exposed to that stuff in history. Yeah. So it makes sense that there has to be some sort of like repercussions or yeah. some sort of something that, mm -hmm. that we just don't see. Cause yeah, like most of what is like 90% of the visible spectrum, like it's, a, we just can't see it. Like it's, it's not there for us. Yeah. We only see like, a sliver of what's actually there. That's so true. Based off of what I've learned about the 5G uh, frequencies is that our body reacts to it as it exerts like the toxicity through sickness. If that... Like, like the energies? Yeah. In so the like it, I think that it, it causes us to get sick and I mean our bodies can tolerate it but it's not always it that, that doesn't mean it's a good thing to have but mm -hmm. you can't like reverse it you know like you can't reverse 4g and they're already implementing the 5g so it's just like irreversible of the effects mm -hmm. it's that's a whole nother just <laughs> yeah. podcast literally yeah i know for sure so like i guess my like what i wonder is is like are the are living beings capable of adapting to those things where it's like something in our genetic code we pass on to our children and our children like better suited for it in the future it's like yeah we're gonna like 
suffer for this, but maybe later down the road humans will be okay from it. Who knows? Yeah. And that's what I hope, but you know, obviously we have no idea. That's that's interesting. I think anything's possible. I mean, that's what our bodies have done throughout life in the early BCE times. So yeah. we've just adapted to everything so that's in our environment now. We can hope. I hope so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I um that word hope. I don't know if you've read this book. Um, it's called The Miracle Equation. Ooh. I super recommend it. That but really cool. He went through some crazy life-changing stuff. Like, he w he was in this car accident, and he wasn't able to walk for a while. Wow. Um, but he had faith in this mission, and he, like, broke this all-time sales record for his company. Oh, wow. And then he got diagnosed with cancer. Oh, and then wow. it was, like, late... <laughs> yeah. It was, like, a really, like, term... Like, a bad case of it. And then he, yeah. like, somehow beat that, too. And then he's like, well, the one thing I eliminated from my vocabulary was the word hope. He's like, I don't hope for anything. I have faith in everything that I like that I oh, want to accomplish. That's good. Because the way he puts it is like hope is, it's a, it's a noun whereas faith is a verb. So it's like hope plus action is what faith is. It's like you that's good. you're working towards it. So he's like, just get that word out of your vocabulary. Have faith in like whatever you want to happen. Yeah. He had some like crazy that's good. stories. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna take a picture of that. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah, oh. we'll do that. When, when yeah, we can finish. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I definitely want to read that because I mean that's literally faith is like my life, and I think I was thinking about this earlier, and I just I wrote lyrics in my song that I like. I'm trying to put this together and have it make sense. Faith is a risk. Having faith is risky. Yeah. And I think that in my new song, it expresses it really well. Um, I say I gotta, I don't want to be ordinary, so I have to, to be extraordinary. I have to take the steps of faith and take the risks. And like surrendering is like a risk, and that takes faith. You know, surrendering mm -hmm. like your plans, but having faith that God has good ones for you. And just like walking in it and trusting as you go, it's it's really cool. It's kind of like in life, you you have to know like the what and trust that the why will find its way, kind of thing. Like you that have. Hurts. Wait, no, no, no. You have to know the why, <laughs> and then the what will what? surface. <laughs> no, so you know what you want, and the how. The how is what I meant. Not the why. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It starts with why, right? Are you talking about like yes. Simon's the next? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. So it starts with why. So <laughs> not good with my we words. We put it together and we worked together and figured it out. <laughs> no, that's words. really cool. It's so true. Yeah. Simon. Cool. <laughs> I just wanted to clear it up for Thank the audience. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. Um, no, but that's it's it's a true concept. Like it, it really truly like as long as the the mission the conviction is there and it's like deep enough it's it's important enough for you like you are going to create ways for it to happen to manifest like you know you see it a lot there's a lot of people that they just kind of dur through life like they're just they're living every day just to get through the day there's really nothing no intentionality in the day but as soon so as they have a kid they're like oh I have a immediate purpose and it needs me full like fully so I have to get my stuff together like I have to just create 
a better version of myself and that's why you see a lot of people's lives like change as soon as they have a child yeah. is because like that's like it's totally true that's a big why right there yeah that's really cool i now that i think about it yeah i can see that in a lot of people who like had children like clean up their act completely like mm -hmm. that's cool they had there's like an underlying motivation and like a living being that's counting on you that is a big why yeah, yeah. it's a huge one yeah. are, are you uh are you wanting to have kids yeah definitely in the future <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not even dating right now. So. It's all about um, that music, though. Yes, but I definitely do want kids in the future. I think that it's a miracle that, like, two people can come together and, like, create another human being, like, who has a purpose, like, and is precious, and it grows. <laughs> like, babies, we were babies. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't, you look at a baby and you're like, there's not much to that, you know, they're just, they don't know much and they don't have, like, they have to, like, develop their personality, but there's so much, they're like, they're so special, but not a lot of people see that, like, right away, I guess, and kids are like, kids are annoying and they cry, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of people do see, like, the precious um, value of children i don't mean to say like everybody sees that but i think that it's e easy to overlook like the importance that they're just as important as kids as you are as an adult mm -hmm. so yeah i definitely do want kids <laughs> does that i'm not gonna say does that make sense again <laughs> okay, good. Sometimes I like just talk, and then afterwards I'm like, I talked for a while. And I don't know if any of that made sense or connected. Cool. Who knows? Yeah. Life, life is crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's uh, kids are cool. I'm excited. I'm the one thing that I'm just like really, like when I think about my kids, like how I don't care like <clears throat> what they grow up to be, but I really like the biggest thing I care about is like. How can I instill good values in them so that, like, no matter what they end up doing with their lives, they still have, like, yeah. good values? Like, do they learn just through osmosis? Like, they watch us? Or is it, like, who knows? But, I mean, there's so many different methods. But that's, so like, true. that's going to be my main concern for sure, like, when raising kids. Yeah. I think that's so true. And I, I mean, I, I realized from a young age, I guess the values of Christianity were embedded in my life and I didn't even know it. But now it's like I it all has come full circle and I like made a decision to own my faith and my value like the values that were embedded in me as a child, like I they definitely like stuck with me even when I was on this journey of like mm -hmm. explore exploring like who I was and the things that the world had to offer, I got to this point. That's probably why we don't like most of today's music, is just like the value systems are very hedonistic, mm -hmm. I think. It's just like money, cars, parties. It's, it's shallow. Just, yeah, so mm -hmm. shallow. It's, I can't <laughs> even listen to, I don't listen to the radio 
if I do, it's a Christian radio station. <laughs> but even then, it's like I like my music because I get to choose, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm putting into my mind, and I just think music is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're gonna have to wrap this up now. Um, for sure. Yeah. We're. Thanks for being on here. with us. Our first guest on. I know. I'm your first guest. You're like yeah, our literally little, first guest. You're like, I'm so honored. When Brooklyn asked me to be part of it, I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> I thought about doing things like this, and I never have. Yeah. So. Well, now you have a point of reference. So, like, if you want to start a podcast, you know, kind of yeah. what it feels like. I'm glad yeah. to be a part of the pioneering. Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll say it's alright, even if it's not. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yes. then, yeah, that'll be Thank cool. Thank you guys so much. You're awesome. A pleasure. We'll leave um, the link below for... Real fast, though, um, while we have you, just if you can quick shoot fire, like, your name on platforms so people can look for you. Yes. So, on Instagram, I use Instagram the most. It's Meg, M-E-G, period, Riley, R-Y-L-E-E. -E. Um, Spotify is just Riley... Just look up Riley if you want to it's hear. It's R-Y-L-E-E? Yes, R-Y-L-E-E. -E. And if you want to find my songs, or EP, The Color After Rain, Triune, The Presence of Purpose, Plans. That's all my new stuff, so. I'm not new, but all my stuff. <laughs> Plans is new. <laughs> Perfect. But I think Instagram is, I don't really use Twitter, but yeah. Twitter's a, it's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna play my favorite song of Megan's after. Right now, actually. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, that was fun.
to hurricanes, ocean waves, flower petals, and nautilus shells. It is the pattern of life. I'm done and fear hold me back. I decided to leave my baggage in the past. Focus on where I shine and not where I lack. I ain't gonna quit. Thank you guys for spending some time with us today. You can help us out a ton if you drop a like on the video for the YouTube algorithm. Subscribe to us for upcoming content, turn on notifications, and drop a comment in the comment section below. And thank you to the artists who hooked it up with the Sweet Jams. Their links are in the description box. And you can follow us on Instagram at itbehowitis and Twitter at itbehowitispodcast. Thanks again. Y'all are awesome. Peace out. Bye.